What's up, everybody? It's Trey Smith back with another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. We are quickly becoming the number one show for the American Athletic Conference fans, <clears throat> fans excuse me, of football and basketball. Look, I'm going to try and get through this opening part very quickly because I have a special guest today to discuss what's all going on with the realignment, the AAC, and the potential... Uh, 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 I don't want to say merger, but the potential expansion of of the four remaining PAC schools. Um, there is mutual interest there. News broke last night, and what's being reported today is that the ACC is saying no to Stanford and Cal. Obviously, in a season like this, everything's on the table, but I've got Jim Williams, okay, the man, the myth, the legend on today's show, seven-time Emmy Award winner, columnist, producer, director, media consultant, host of Stream On with Jim Williams. It's none other than my friend, Jim Williams. Let's punch him in right now. Jim, there he is on the screen. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, it's, good to, uh, it's good to be on the show. I, I'm uh, appreciative of being asked. Oh, I'm appreciative of you accepting the invitation. And uh, I just gave you a heck of an introduction before I brought you in here. And um, I wanted to talk through, we, we exchanged some messages on Twitter about mm -hmm. all the stuff that's swirling around with the American Athletic Conference and the, the remaining four teams in the PAC Conference, the PAC Four, if you will. Right. And um as far as you're concerned, from, from, from your vantage point, there is mutual interest between the four remaining teams and the American. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I, I kind of want to just open the door for okay. you to share sort of what you've been hearing, kind of, you know, your expertise and experience right. is very much suited for this conversation. Okay. Um, basically where we are is we know that the ACC, uh, in large part because of Notre Dame, mm. uh, has reached out and attempted to bring Stanford and Cal in. Now, you know, as of um, uh, third, uh, Wednesday night, I should say, sorry, the ACC did something very interesting. They voted not to vote. <laughs> not sure how that worked, but okay. They voted not to vote on um, the admission of uh, Stanford and Cal or the offer of an invitation to join the conference. Does that mean that they will never do it? No, but it means that there's at least four schools that aren't on board yet. And whether or not they may be brought on board or not, we'll see. But in speaking with the American, which is what we were talking about, hmm. the American lines up well with um, the remaining four because, and specifically to Stanford and Cal, because of the fact that they have five, I'm sorry, four um, AAU schools. Academically, it's there. Um, it's, it may be an interesting situation. We may find out that there might be a merger, which would give... Um, you know, the, the American and the PAC, the ability to work together as a as an autonomy five conference. That would be something potentially on the board. Uh, or 
it may be uh, just them onboarding Stanford, Cal, Washington State, Oregon State. Mm-hmm. It's very much real. Um, let's go with the fact that Tony Petiti, who is the new Big Ten Conference um, commissioner, commissioner. Yep. and Michael Resco, who is the reigning uh, American uh, commissioner, have known each other for years. Okay. okay. They, were, they go all the way back to their days at CVS. Uh, they're college football fanatics. I can't, under any circumstances, think that if the Big Ten were serious about bringing on uh, Stanford and Cal, that Michael Resco either wouldn't have phoned Tony first and said, Tony, are you interested? Is this going to happen? Because if it's not going to, if it's going to happen, there's no sense in me making, you know, uh, making an entree uh, to do this. And you, and you know, Mike, like you're not just saying that as well, an onlooker. Yeah, I, I, I did not speak to him about this. Sure. Uh, no, 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 for you know, sure. I, mean, I know, I know that Tony and Mike uh, have a relationship that would allow them to, to have a frank conversation about this. Sure. And sure. It's not, it's not a back thing. It's like if you and I, if you were the, if you were the head of the con, uh, the Big Ten conference, and I was the head of, you know, the American, I would call you up and say, look, you know, dude, if you're gonna go after them, good on you. All right, you don't have to tell me when. You don't have to tell me if it, you know what any of the details. All right, but I'm gonna go and make a play for them. If you're not, tell me right now. If you're not. Or if it's going to be down the road, let me make my pitch. I mean, they're, they're going to tell me yes or no. So mm-hmm. can I make the pitch? And you'll respond to me. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not. We're not out of the race for that, but it's not on the front burner right now. So if that's the case, and I believe that to be, I believe that the, you know, I, I don't know if Mike and Tony talk to each other. But I do know they probably were in communication one way or the other. And so the, 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 um, the folks at the American approached um, Stanford, and they probably approached Klyakov. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I know they've spoken to the Big 12. Uh, certainly Mike would know Klyakov because, you know, they have meetings of, of all the, the uh, commissioners. Right. So, you know, and right now, George is probably taking a lot of phone calls from everybody um, at this point. What's he got to lose, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I, there, it's a serious thing. Now, I know both of you and I are getting pushback from the Mountain West about what? why not us? Well, right. look, it is not the schools. All right. Look, it's not not the schools. It's not that you know, they've got terrible institutions. They don't. They have fine institutions. Um where the problem is here goes back to our television situation we talked about, and that's the yes. windows. And what what does the Atlanta, you know, what does the American give the you know the potential pack or the potential new members of the American? What does it give them? It gives them eleven thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, a, 10, a twelve o'clock window um, on a Saturday, a three thirty window on a Saturday, a seven thirty window, and these are all East Coast times. Um, and then, of course, the 1030 window. Uh, it would give ESPN uh, the opportunity to have quality football on the West Coast, which right now they don't have. And, and with so, that, real quick, Jim, yeah. 
would you agree? Because I kind of talked about this at the top of this episode from some questions that I was getting based off my episode yesterday, which is, is it's also from ESPN's perspective, which the network's having a big role in this process. Is it mm-hmm. not more cost efficient for them to negotiate their, their deal up with the American than to try and subsidize these teams into a conference like the Big 12? Um, well, first of all, they wouldn't go to the Big 12. But okay. if, if they did... Well, that's one of the things that keeps coming across as well. Yeah. There's still, you know, Oregon State should go to the Big 12. or why, you know, Mainly Oregon but State's been the one. Oregon State, Washington State, again. And here's... I feel very bad for them. Because there's done, they've done nothing Absolutely. wrong. Yeah, fan base... Yeah. The fan bases and the athletes are as good as any teams in the league, and probably the fan bases are more engaged than even the big market teams like the Stanford, Cal, SC, and UCLA. So, you know, I feel badly for them. Uh, Here's the problem. Fox, when Fox went to the Big 12, Mm. uh, and and, um, because – ESPN has pro rata in the contract, which means yep. if you add power five schools, you get a percentage of right. the money. Okay. I think it's 20, maybe, maybe 33%, something like that. doesn't really matter. Uh, it's not a full share. Uh, so they okayed, they Fox okayed up to 12, you know, um, I'm sorry, up to 14. Um, gotcha. The amount of, of full, if it's, mm-hmm. if it was a power five school. Okay. None of the other schools, uh, the onboarding of, of UCF or or Cincinnati or, or BYU or or Houston, uh, got a full share. Okay. So so by process of elimination, then based off what you've been saying, the ACC they're off the table for the moment. We're not, we're not yeah for the moment, and we're not saying the Big Ten is off the table for the moment either. But just reading the tea leaves of the relationship that's there between commissioners right we we can we can conclude that they're not actively in pursuit and then based off what you just shared we can conclude the big 12 is also not in pursuit which now sort of sets this table that we're at right now right um so yeah the the big 12 um fox okay full shares uh, to all four corner schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that brings them to 31 seven, uh, which is where um, the rest of the schools are, except for the new ones, Cincinnati, uh, UCF, uh, Houston, and BYU. Mm. Uh, so that's where they are. Um, for them to go to the big 12, the Oregon state and Washington state, uh, they wouldn't get, they would, if they were to take, you know, um, those two slots. And even if they were to take and give them half of a share, right? Which some have said, well, they'll take half of a share. Um, here's the problem, okay? As we continue through this, and, and it does me no, no, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to college sports. Mm-hmm. I would like regionality. I like the idea of being able to go and see games, you know. Sure where we go and we have fun, you know, on road games. 
it, the situation is such that if, if, the, if your mark were to give away those two spots to Oregon State and to Washington State, and then his grand scheme of things is to add potentially ACC teams or other teams down the line. Those are two seats he gave up that he didn't have to give up. Mm. And so you have to look at it that way. How do they bring enough value to me to give up spaces, which maybe a UConn gets later down the road? Yep. And, remember, okay. and remember, as we sit here talking about the American, okay, and Stanford and all that, the Big 12 is West heavy now. Absolutely. Okay? They just onboarded four schools from the, from the West and from the Central time zone. They were, they were West-centric before this. West Virginia, Central Florida, you know, mm. by the time Central Florida takes a flight, you know, to, you know, if they were to onboard, you know, Oregon State, they could fly to London fashion. They could fly to, to Oregon State. So, um, so yeah, I, I think well, that your mark has to look at that and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm already getting trouble from West Virginia about spending, you know, yeah. Three and four million dollars of that money that they got in simply on travel, and and actually by adding Central Florida, you literally you know added distance. Even Central Florida to West to West Virginia is a thousand mile for flight. sure. So it ain't it's not an easy drive. So so he's going to have to backfill in the East. And does that mean he's going to do it next week or a week after? What I don't know. But I guarantee it's not going to be with Stanford, Cal, or any of the, the four schools sure. that are left. Well, let's, let's take that same concern of travel and geography. And that's been another thing that has come across for me in terms of the Mountain West sort of uh, faction about obviously the Mountain West makes sense from a geographical standpoint. Uh, and then I think it was the Washington State president that said in the Pete Thamel report about, well, if we're going to do anything with the East, it's going to require a heck of a lot of money. That was more so in reference to the ACC. But here's my thing as it pertains to the American, because obviously the American has a strong East Coast presence, but mm -hmm. between the presence in Texas, Tulsa, and then Wichita State for non-football or basketball, could you not and just from your experience, you know, could, could you not, I feel like you could get creative with scheduling to where you could help reduce some of those traveling from, you know, Washington to South Florida or, or from, you know, one of those Northern California to Southern Florida or anything like that. And then I guess my, my other part to this question is, could whatever the American is able to negotiate up with ESPN, do you see it being feasible to get that number to a point where it could sort of help absorb some of those costs? That way it's not just a thing of, well, we're going to go to the conference where the travel is the least concerned. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does because it's more value than it is travel, right? Yeah. Um, so what you might That's find good. out. More value than travel. I like that. It, it's, it's, um, here's what we do. And it's not being, you know, it's being explored by all the conferences now. And that's to go 
um, take a page out of the COVID times. Mm. And that would be to, to go and do pod type situations where yes. um, a number of schools would go and play, um, let's say baseball, for instance. Um, maybe what they do is uh, they decide to do baseball. Maybe the teams from Texas fly to uh, uh, fly to the Bay Area and mm-hmm. go to you know go to Stanford and play um, play a weekend of games where you play six games where you've got two teams playing in the morning at nine. You get two teams playing at one o'clock. You get two teams playing at four o'clock, and maybe you know even play some games at night. So. You can you can do that. They can round robin it. It's not a tournament. It's actually games that count as conference games. And then uh, you know have the Stanford and Cal volleyball teams fly to Houston or to you know not Houston anymore. Well, they could from Rice is there. Um, they could fly to Houston and they could play uh, volleyball with you know with a pod situation. That standpoint. So I do see a lot more of that because I don't think that the student athletes. Um, uh, you know, they're the ones getting used in this uh, mm-hmm. chess match between uh, conferences because, you know, that's a lot of travel. They don't travel um, on a charter like a football team does. They travel commercials. So that means just like all the rest of us, if there's delays, they have to sit through them. If, you know, if you have to change planes, you have to change planes. So um, I do believe a lot of it. And, and I think the other conferences are going to do the same thing where especially the the big 10 um where they do a lot of pod situations so i think that's going to help so tell me this then okay because we've we've kind of established and i want to be respectful of your time and and and, and keep it keep it you know we're kind of stay in this window i've been for this show window of time so uh, let's because you you went into this in our in our twitter messages i thought was excellent um we've established there is real mutual interest between the American athletic conference and the four remaining PAC institutions. Okay. So I hope everyone heard that loud and clear. What would that process look like? Should it start to unfold? So if I'm a fan of the American and I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm, you know, of course people are refreshing their pages every two seconds, waiting for the latest news drop. What like what, as someone who's worked in TV, who's worked with networks, who's, who, who, you know, I've said at the top, a columnist, seven Emmy awards. I mean, you've, you've, you've been there, been there, done it, seen it all. What is the process? And you laid it out for me on the Twitter, which I thought was, was awesome. As I said, what is that process going to look like as far as actually step-by-step for this, whether we want to call it a merger or whether we want to just call it the American absorbing these four institutions into the conference Right. Sort of a play-by-play of what that's going to look like. Well, the, the first thing you'll look for is um, the the four schools or the two schools or the three schools or whatever, however many choose to do it, would formally have to ask the, um, the American, uh, and this is not how a merger would, this is the actual, you know, absorbing four. Mm. Uh, absorbing four would be that you would um, have a uh, they would formally have to ask for an invitation so okay. that takes you know simple letter to uh, to the commission to the commissioner to the resco and so Mike would take the uh, 
we take the um, uh, those four invitations uh, to his board. The board would then vote, assuming the board voted yes. They would then issue the four invitations, at which time uh, they would be brought on, and they would be um, they would eventually have to sign a grant of rights. Mm. Now, depending upon the television contract, which I do not have, you know, I'm not privy to what the TV contract is, but most TV contracts, and one would assume this one, has a, a clause in it for if we add, um, if we add members, you know, how much more can we get, if anything, can we get? So at that point, they would know the number. Um, if it's, you know, if it's Cal and Sanford joining, it's quite possible that um, the conference could have conversations with their media partners and say, if we bring these four teams on, how much money can we assume that we're going to get for that? And, and then play off of that. So first they would do, as I said before, first you send in your invitation, then you get accepted, and then you begin the process of um, getting them to sign a grant of rights mm. with their other group. And once they, once they uh, sign the grant of rights, that allows them to be uh, uh, represented by the American. The American then deals with their media partner, at which point they nail down a, a, a number which they're willing to, uh, to pay to bring them on. So that's how it, it goes. It's, it's, a, it's not a, as we saw last week, it's not, a, it's not necessarily yeah. uh, take a long time to do it uh, right. yeah. if you're inspired to do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it can be done quickly. So that's, that's the first thing to do is if you, if you, if we begin to read that, uh, there's interest, uh, in those two institutions or those four institutions in applying for, um, membership, then, uh, then we know the process is going, cause you don't apply for membership if you're not, you know, you wouldn't apply, let's put it this way. You wouldn't apply for membership in such a high profile way that this sure. would come down yeah. uh, if you do not uh, immediately understand that you're going to get, you know, right. um, ushered into the club. A little more discreet with it. So, yeah, yeah no, that, that makes sense. So, We're I mean, not in theory, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, for all we know, there may have already been a, 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 a an application sent. It just uh, has been very discreetly. Okay, well, yeah. so let me ask this last thing. And this is me okay. just asking for your opinion, but just based on, you know, whatever conversations you may have on a day-to-day -day basis, whatever, you know, whoever you talk to and things of that nature, you know, and you're talking mostly to some AAC fans, Right. What is your honest assessment of the likelihood of us seeing these four PAC schools in the American Athletic Conference making something happen jointly? Uh, it, 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 tr it truly depends on the ACC. Okay. Um, I think if the A if, if, Stanford and Cal get the feeling that the ACC is just, I mean, they really don't have a lot of time for 
this to 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 to, to come about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to make plans because once the season is over, this season, they've got to be ready for wherever they're going to be going afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that escalates things. Um, normally, you would say, "Well, they're going to take time." No, they're not going to take time this time. They don't have time to take. Right. Um, so one of two things: if if the ACC, if you're an American fan, right, you you're, you're basically hoping that the AAC, the ACC says no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that limits what they can do. I'm talking about which reports here. are showing right now that that is the case, yeah. right? It's, yeah. They're they're cooling on the idea. Okay. Um, it's good. So let's say, let's hope if you're again, an American fan, hope the ACC says no. If the ACC says no, then there's three things. There are options. One, they go independent. Again, that's difficult because your schedule, right? Yep. How do you quickly put together a schedule? Where do you put your Olympic teams? Okay. Which would have to be the WCC. All of that is a situation that becomes problematic. They could, because there's, the pack still exists, they could start backfilling, meaning they would try to poach teams from the American and probably the Mountain West. But that takes time too, because the American in the contract, I believe, is 28 um, months before you can leave. You know, you have to, you can negotiate your way out of it, but it's not going to be easy. Um, right. And then, of course, we already saw what the Mountain West has, has said about, yeah. you know, getting out of there. Uh, yeah, good luck yeah. with that. Um, so that becomes problematic because, again, you don't have enough time to get to onboard the teams that you may want to onboard. Hmm. So there's really two paths here that make any sense at if they are um, – if the AAC, you know, if the ACC chooses not to take it, one is the merger with the American, uh, where that would be worked out between the two conferences. Uh, Which where, hopefully Oresco would be in charge in that circumstance. He's gone. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, sorry, that's throw you I, off. I think that would be a hard sell. I, I, I think <laughs> that'd be a pretty simple sell. Um, so perhaps that could come about. Or, as we said before, the absorption of the fourth into the conference. Mm. Those are the two easy paths, easiest, I should say, paths, if the ACC says no. I assume, and that's all I can say, I, I assume that if it's not, if, if, you're, if you're the American, you're not going to go west just for Oregon State and Washington State. That makes okay. zero sense. So let's go for uh, the package deal. If, if you don't get the four, because you're getting the two brands, you know, Cal and Stanford, yeah. that's value, okay? You're, you, the, the folks at Oregon State, Washington State, would reluctantly, I'm sure, uh, have to go to the Mountain West because that theoretically, if you're going to do all that cost cutting and everything that they're going to have to do, and that, that would be true. They would have to cut, you know, they, they cut coaches. That they they probably have to cut sports, certain sports. Yeah. So they would have to go there. And so that would be the, I don't, 
they would have no option. I mean, unfortunately, that would be the unfortunate situation. So, so okay, in the roundabout way to get to your point, um, I would say right now it's 50-50 that okay. something happens between the two conferences only because we don't know what's going on with uh, the ACC. Watch that. If the ACC's out, then um, then the American makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, it, it all depends on what, to be honest, it all depends really on what Stanford wants to do because they're, they're kind of the leader of the pack they're, out there. They're, they're the domino. That's what I said yesterday. Now, I, I had... From where I, where things were sitting yesterday, it was I had a little bit different take. But now after hearing you, um, yeah, I mean, I think the package deal, knowing that there's that much that there is mutual interest between the entities as well, um, that sort of is a game changer. And I would imagine with what we do know right now in in regards to where the ACC stands, I would think there's probably some. Uh, there's some phones ringing and some 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 ears perking up behind the scenes right now as it pertains to all the stuff that we're talking about. But Jim, listen, I I I, I, I know. Oh, go ahead. One disclaimer. Okay. Yeah. Stanford has 18 billion dollars in their endowment fund. Okay, mm. they could buy the back. The the one caveat I want to put down here is that. They have enough sway that if pressure is put upon, they might, and I say might, because I don't know this, obviously, they might be able to one last shot at the Big Ten, and they might be able to talk them into it. And I think that's their Hail Mary. But when uh, a school like Stanford makes that phone call, you got to listen. They have great relationships already in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying I know that Stanford and Cal's first choice would be Big Ten. I don't think that Stanford or Cal is going to give up on that until the very, very, very last minute. And you saw what happened with Oregon and and Washington. Yep, There was a deathbed situation there, and they came out. So um, I'm only saying to, to the American fans is, just take a deep breath and wait because it won't, something's going to have to happen soon. And when I say soon, I'm assuming before Labor Day, maybe right in early September where anybody's going to have to make that decision. So, so that's what I'm trying to say is that, uh, good stuff. Yeah. I I would say if I'm an American fan, which I am, um, I'd be cautiously optimistic. I think would be the way to put it. And for everybody else, and we'll have to find out. You'll have to find out. Okay, well, hey, that's Jim Williams, everybody. Jim, tell everyone where they can find you. I obviously have your, your Twitter X handle up on the screen here, but we have listeners on Spotify, Apple, and all that good stuff. Where can they yeah. find you? Uh, best way to do it is to get me at Twitter at uh, JWMediaDC. I post everything that I write up there and, uh, and all the audio and video pieces that we do. So that's the best place to do it because otherwise um, it can be confusing. So let's just make it simple. Go to the Twitter feed and it's, um, you know, it's always on there. And it's always great to be, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be with you for the first time on video, but we've, yeah. uh, it's, been, it's been always fun chatting with you uh, on, uh, in the DMs. 
Yeah, like I said earlier in the episode, man, Jim, especially as we were navigating the the Big 12, Pac-12, and all that stuff back in June, Jim was a, a, a very valuable resource for me um, just from a lot of different elements of, of, you know, creating content and things of that nature. So, well, Jim, I... Uh, I appreciate the time and uh, hopefully we can do it again when the season starts.